Freestyle Travel. Hey everybody, this is the Freestyle Travel Show. I'm your host, Kenny Flannery, and I'm still alive. <laughs> it's been a minute, guys. It's been a couple of months or something. It's definitely the longest I've gone in the uh, four, five, six years, however long it's been since I've had this podcast. This is the, uh, the longest I've gone in between episodes, but uh, i got some jam-packed storytelling for you. Uh, primarily, I'm going to tell you about the five, six weeks I spent filming my show Hopping, the Backpacking Beer Adventure, and the amazing breweries that I went to, the good scenery, the unexpected drama. Uh, might have lost a friend in this whole ordeal. I'm not really sure how it's going to shake out in the long term, but not looking super hot right now. Uh, yeah, it's a lot more drama than normal. <laughs> so you get that entertainment. Uh the expense of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so I'm gonna tell you about the hopping stuff uh, a little bit leading up to that and what's happened since. So, yeah, I might as well just like lead you up to the hopping show, then we'll play that funky music and get right into it. So, last I left you off, I was in Mississippi in Biloxi and I had been dog sitting for a friend of mine, uh, a Christian, and hanging out there in Mississippi. Doing my thing, getting ready for the show, getting geared up, literally. Got all the the expensive new camera equipment and was playing with that, getting used to it. And I thought, huh, I might as well just hand deliver this to Nick, uh, who was doing the show with me, being the camera guy, guy I've known since fourth grade, friend of mine. And my buddy was going up to Maine, Christian, same dude, in Biloxi. So I was like, oh, I'll just hitch a ride with him cruise on up, so I did that. Had a hell of a time in Shreveport. Uh, he's got a new girlfriend, my buddy, so went and saw her there. Had a really good time in Shreveport. Uh, haven't really partied there uh, until now. And yeah, had a great time and just sort of inched our way up. We saw a friend in Tennessee and just then uh, stopped at her, the new girlfriend, her place, uh, parents' place in Virginia, which is where I am now, actually, <laughs> back at that place. I'll get into that. And yeah, got up to New York, met up with Nick, gave him the uh, camera, the gimbal, all the accessories and stuff, showed him how to use it and whatnot. And uh, sorry, the music's playing in my headphones. Let me just mute that. <laughs> uh, yeah, showed Nick how to use all the stuff, had some beers with him, caught up, watched some movies, caught up with some other friends in New York, caught up with my brother. Uh, had a pretty good time, and then, yeah, time was tight, so seeing that I found a $40 flight uh, to Denver, I just hopped on that, and that's where the show would begin, so I hopped on this uh, Frontier or Spirit, Spirit, whatever, cheapo airline it was, got myself to Denver a day or two before Nick, I think I actually slept in the airport when I first got there, and the next day I found someone on Trust Roots to uh, stay with. And then I was just uh, waiting on Nick, not sure what the situation would be. He had told me he might be staying with uh, some family friends or something, and I was just excited to see him. So let me, uh, yeah, now play that funky music, and we'll get into the hopping backpacking beer adventure in all five, six weeks, and all of its uh, glory, ups and downs, and delicious beer, and <laughs> everything else. All right, let's get right into it. Hopping, the backpacking beer adventure. <laughs> this is the, the show I came up with. Nick is a friend of mine since fourth grade, and he's been doing some uh, location stuff in the film industry in New York. 
for the last 10 years, so kind of in the film world, and thought about doing something with me, filming a documentary, following me on the road in some capacity, and finally he's like, I'm down to do it, so I'm like, let's get beer involved, have an angle for the show, so... Some of you may know or may have watched on YouTube the eight episodes that came from the three weeks of filming we did at the end of 2019, the very first couple weeks of 2020. We went from Vegas through Arizona and California, went to a bunch of breweries, filmed it, uh, filmed the Hitchhiking Adventure, and a mutual friend edited it for free that time around. It's getting paid this time. And yeah, it turned out pretty good. It was supposed to be kind of an experiment, and we did... Um, a lot more than we, we thought we would. So, you know, the whole COVID thing kind of put a damper on everybody's situations, and including ours, but finally the window opened up, and we're like, all right, I think we're going to film a second season of this. So my idea was to kind of poetically start in one beer city, end in another, and Nick had more time this time. So I'm like, all right, let's do Denver to Portland and really just like also show off all the places in between your Montanas and Idaho's and whatnot, uh, places people don't necessarily think of when they think of craft beer, but these are places that are full of hidden gems and we exposed a lot of them. So yeah, like I said, I was in Denver. I'd stayed with a Trust Roots host and Nick was finally flying on in. I went to a Great Divide Brewery just to meet him there. We weren't filming there, but it was like, it seemed like, let's meet at a brewery. So Nick showed up, camera out, ready to go, uh, had a beer, caught up. We did a little brewery hopping that night, and uh, I hit up my host and asked if it was okay for Nick to stay with him too, because I thought Nick had, uh, had plans to stay with someone else, but he uh, hadn't done that. So... My host was more than happy to uh, accommodate both of us, which was very cool. And we caught up with him for a beer and then headed back to his place for the night. And in the morning, he dropped us off kind of close to brewery number one, which was Burns Family Ales. So we went to the park and did a bit of filming, bit of relaxing, and then walked on over to Burns Family Ales. And Burns Family Ales... Uh, specializes in high ABV beers, um, typically 12% and higher. <laughs> they had one little beer on tap. It was just an 8% <laughs> little Belgian. I thought that was pretty cool. I like their style. Big Imperial Stouts, uh, Beer to Guards, all kinds of just great, delicious, flavorful, uh, high-octane beers in their little tap room. And it was just a husband-wife at the moment uh, doing everything, everything from brewing to marketing to bartending. Literally the whole shebang, just two people. That's it. I think they're finally going to hire another bartender soon, but had not done that yet. Uh, it was very cool. So we filmed there. We did our typical shtick, which is to uh, walk around. Nick follows me with the camera as I chat with the brewer, in this case, uh, the couple, both of them, and kind of check out their facility. And then we sort of regroup and set up at a table and pour a bunch of beers, a bunch of tasters, and then... Uh, get a couple more cameras set up so we have three cameras pointing at me and the uh in this case the two people usually it's just one and yeah i just taste as many beers as they'll pour for me and we uh both talk about them and i ask them more questions about the brewery and this and that we finish that up and then we film a bunch of b-roll so nick goes around with the, the good camera getting close-ups of the fermenters and just the, the vibe of the place and i pop the drone up in the air and Make sure to get like slow motion beer pour, all the B-roll stuff. And 
Usually we spend uh, about an hour doing that, sometimes more, just uh, sipping on beers while we're doing it. Uh, Nick usually waits to the end to grab a beer, and yeah, and that's what happened then. And then we went marching out into the sunset <laughs> towards downtown Denver. Uh, my host at that point uh, was leaving town, I guess, so we couldn't stay with him that night, so not sure where we were going to stay. I decided to uh, guide us to a brewery so we could kind of figure it out, as I often do. Uh, sat down at the brewery, and I'm kind of looking at my phone, uh, satellite view of Denver, looking for places we can potentially stealth camp, um, also seeing if there might be any other hosts in town, that kind of thing, and just leaving ourselves open to uh, travel magic in general. You never know when you're going to be at a bar or something, and someone walks up and asks you about your backpack, and what are you doing? And, you know, maybe they offer you a place to stay. That did not happen that particular night. Instead, while I was looking at my phone, looking for campsites, Nick was scrolling through all the different hotels and just a night or two in, and he was already, uh, you know, reaching for a hotel room. Uh, he was just nervous about, uh, camping anywhere in Denver. Um, you know, it's not like I've been doing this for 14 years or something and know what I'm doing, where to hide. But he just didn't trust it and, yeah, decided to spend the money on a hotel room downtown. So I forget if I argued with him or not. I learned uh, it's best not to argue with him when he gets a little stubborn, uh, especially in the hotel room thing. And, uh, yeah, so we went for that. And then in the next morning, woke up. The next brewery we had to film at was also in Denver. It was called Woods Boss. So we went on over there, same shtick, met the owner walk around, tasting, uh, B-roll, pretty good beer over there too, and uh, Woods Boss, and they had a whole new space opening up, uh, it was very cool actually, and really enjoyed that again, and our next step, uh, the next day we had to film at Avery Brewing in Boulder, so we hopped on over, there's just like a cheap little public transit bus that goes, because Denver and Boulder damn near attached, so... We hopped the bus to get on up there, and uh, Nick had realized he lost his laptop charger probably at the hotel. He'd gone back there, and they didn't have it. They didn't know about it. So when we hopped off the bus in Boulder, um, he used his dead set on getting to Best Buy, and I told him we were a block away from Pearl Street. Anyone who's been to Boulder knows that Pearl Street is uh, kind of like their version of, I don't know, the Santa Monica Pier or Bourbon Street or Beale Street or whatever. Just kind of the main pedestrian drag. and. I'm like, dude, you've never been to Boulder before. So this is Nick's first time going everywhere that we went. Literally everywhere we went was a first for him. So I'm like, yeah, you should check this out. He's like, no, i got to go to Best Buy. I'm like, Best Buy doesn't close for two hours. And this road is literally parallel to this road. We can just walk up in the same direction. We just walk a block over, and it's going to be more entertaining. And he just kind of grumbled and literally walked away. And so I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. So I, w I went over to Pearl Street and walked up and down and just... Um, I've been there before, but just wanted to see. There's people juggling fire and street musicians and just good people watching. Uh, Boulder's kind of a college town. Uh, it's this good kind of mix of people. So I was enjoying that, walking up and down. And finally, I uh, walked on up to Best Buy. By the time I got there, he was just walking out. And I think he'd gotten his uh, laptop charger. And talked him into going to a brewery on the way out because uh, Avery is up on the northwest corner of town. And between where we were and there, I saw there's like a hiking trail and probably some pretty easy places for us to camp. Uh, so he was down for that, uh, that, that camping night. 
So we stopped at a brewery just for a quick beer, walked on up to the hiking trail. Sure enough, found a good place where he was able to set up his tent and not too far. I was able to set up my bivy. Woke up in the morning, uh, got it moving up to Avery. It was like an hour walk away or thereabouts. And Avery was freaking amazing. It was definitely the biggest brewery we uh, filmed at. I'm going to take a sip of beer right now. I'm drinking a double fudge brownie chocolate imperial stout. How about that? So Avery was the, the biggest brewery that we filmed at by far. Uh, 100-something employees there. Uh, just massive. If you've been to Colorado, you know about Avery. So really good spot. And lucky for us, Adam Avery himself, the founder uh, and owner, personally wanted to uh, take us around. So that was kind of an honor <laughs> for sure. And really cool. He showed up. He was hungover. I was hungover. It was perfect. <laughs> and... We were just on the level. He walked us all around. And then we got some hair of the dog in us. And he's one of the only people who just poured the exact same flight that I he poured for me. So he was just drinking right alongside me, going through beer by beer. Super passionate guy. Really just loves his beer. You know, that brewery's been around since, I forget what year, early 90s. And still, he's just into it, you know. Uh, really cool. So we did our whole thing there. Uh, all the B-roll, all the bartenders and stuff were really nice. So just, you know, kicking us free beers as we filmed our B-roll and got some food there and whatnot. And the next place we had to film was in Salt Lake City. So we had a bit of a jump to make. And this was going to be our first uh, hitchhiking of the trip. So it was still daylight out kind of when we left. And we did manage to hitch one ride to the next town. I think I think it was Longmont. And it was getting dark. So, again... <laughs> convinced Nick to go to a little beer bar or something. Had a beer meant to do there. He said he might be able to put us up, but we weren't going to know for hours and hours whether he could or not. So we just kind of kept walking, and uh, it was a long walk that night. We walked for a couple hours, and it was just kind of wide open, nowhere to really camp. Finally, we found uh, like an overpass sort of bridge situation, and we camped under the bridge, which was uh, convenient because it was raining in the morning. So that bridge also kept us dry. Uh, but yeah, obviously we had to walk out into the rain and start hitchhiking. We got a ride from a guy, didn't speak any English, uh, Spanish speaking guy. Uh, it was unclear where he was going and I was trying to explain where we were going, which was Salt Lake City. And I don't think he fully understood this. And I think he was just going to take us to the next town, like Fort Collins, but it wasn't clear if he was doing that for, as a favor or if he was going there too. And at one point he stopped and, you know, I understand some Spanish and he was asking me if I knew how to drive and if I wanted to drive. And he was telling me to drive to where I was going. I was like, we're going to Salt Lake City. And he's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you don't get this. So I told him he asked how far it was and I'm like seven hours away in Spanish. And, and he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> and then he just drove us to Fort Collins to the south end. So that's why I think he probably wasn't just going there. He just kind of went out of his way. So we get dropped off, pouring rain, south of Fort Collins, all sidewalk, hard to hitchhike through like a sidewalk city. Um, just hard, hard to hitchhike in the middle of any city because people aren't going far. So we tucked away in a Dunkin' Donuts for a little bit and finally got moving and we walked for an hour or two through the rain pretty much just to get to the north side of the city where it'd be easier to hitch a ride and it was. We got a ride from a woman there to the highway to I-80 and then we got a ride from an 18-wheeler uh, truck driver who had a pet bunny rabbit. <laughs> that was... Pretty cool. 
Hadn't seen that one before. Pet bunny in a 18-wheeler truck. And that was a long ride. He got us almost to Salt Lake City, just to the junction. He was cutting up to Ogden. And from there, we managed to hitch uh, a ride in the back of a pickup truck the rest of the way to Salt Lake. Got there, saw my friend Cam. Shout out to Cam. And we stayed with Cam for the duration of Salt Lake City. We had two breweries to film at there. So we did a bunch of cool stuff with Cam. Went uh, hiking and hanging out, lounging. Uh, Hit a little brewery or two, and then we uh, filmed at Epic Brewing there, as well as Bewilder. Uh, both breweries are great. Epic's one of my favorite breweries, just period. Uh, their tap room is uh, not that gigantic or anything, but their beers are gigantic. <laughs> and they have amazing beers, so filmed there, did her thing. Uh, Bewilder did her thing, hung out with Cam and some of my other friends in Salt Lake, and uh, just you know enjoyed Salt Lake as usual. And from there, we're going up to Wyoming next. So Cam, one morning, dropped us off like on I-80 just outside of the city. We managed to hitch a ride in the back of a pickup truck going up. And then this guy picked us up, and he was just kind of <laughs> didn't know what he was doing. He's like, I thought, I think I was going to try to go to Salt Lake, but I think I might have passed it. I'm like, you definitely did. It's right back there. He's like, where are you guys going? We're like, uh, we're going to Jackson. So we're trying to keep going down this road as far as Evanston, and that's our next turn. He's like, all right, I'll take you. He ended up th saying he was going to go all the way to Yellowstone. It's not a whim. So he took us to Evanston and then halfway up to Jackson, and he just got tired, so he wanted to stop to sleep. That was a, kind of a crazy ride. <laughs> he just went out of his way and did that just on a random mission. Another sip of beer here, y'all. Excellent. So we managed to hitch another three, four, or five short rides. Got to Jackson. No, or not to Jackson. South of Jackson, Alpine. Where my mom's got a house, but she's spending the summer up at this uh, campground as a camp house, you know, putting out fires, making sure people are doing the right thing. She's up there six days a week, but my sister's living in her house, so we uh, caught up with her, and it was the day my mom came in, so caught up with her, too. Uh, we actually went to Melvin for dinner, which is where we would end up filming, so hung out with my sister, and I, I guess it was just the next day. We uh, filmed at Melvin, which I was really looking forward to. Great brewery, and... Yeah, did our whole thing there. Uh, tour tasting B-roll. Hung out with my sister and her friends. And we also went up to the campground where my mom was at with her boyfriend and spent a night up there. Uh, we went on down to... We spent some nights in Jackson just screwing around, like bar hopping and stuff. And then uh, also filmed at Roadhouse Brewery, which is right in Jackson. Uh, also a great time. We filmed with them at both of their locations. They uh, hooked us up with some food to kind of showcase that. Uh, made that one a little extra special. And yeah, had a good time. We even thought about filming at Snake River Brewery, which has been there forever. Uh, but they're under construction, so we stopped in and we kind of filmed a, a tasting. I don't know if it's going to make the cut or not. It, um, yeah, we weren't able to go on a tour or really taste a bunch of beer. Just kind of cracked a couple cans of beer and shot the shit with them and filmed it. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that footage will make it in there or not. But uh, directly after that, we decided to hitchhike up to our next location, which was Bozeman, Montana. And got some good rides. We ended up getting a ride in this van from this guy who popped open a beer for me. And uh, he actually lives at old faithful the geyser in yellowstone he's a medic so there's like a campus or a dorm or whatever the situation is there he lives literally at it so that was cool we popped out and convinced nick he should probably take a look at it like most famous feature of the most famous national park and one of the best countries in the world it's like yeah we're right here 
if you want to look at it. I've seen it a few times, but you might want to check it out. So we did. We waited, and it went off like 20 minutes after we got there. Good old, old faithful, blasting in the air. And caught some pickup truck rides getting out of there. Um, cool couple gave us a ride, and then finally uh, this car full of cool people gave us a ride up to Bozeman. But where they dropped us off, we were about seven miles from downtown, and downtown is where all the action is, and also my uncle has a barn on a rental property there where he was going to let us stay. There's uh, no water but electricity. I'd stayed there last summer. So we're seven miles away, which is like, you know, a two-hour walk, basically. And I'm like, it's, we, should, we might as well try to hitchhike because it's like almost too short to hitchhike, but like, well, give it a shot. And we got a ride really quick from this guy in a pickup truck which ended up being really cool. So this guy asked what we were doing. We said we were filming this beer show. He's like, oh, I know all the, the brewers in town, basically, and all the owners. And he's like, I'm actually doing this beer run at Bozeman Brewing tomorrow, or the day after. I think it was tomorrow. And he's like, actually, my girlfriend, we were just uh, had a day out, and we we're going to go grab a beer and a pizza at this Nordic Brewing. So he's like, y'all can either join us for that, or you can just take my truck downtown and park it somewhere, <laughs> which is super trusting and awesome for someone you've been riding with for a mile or two. <laughs> We've known him for two minutes, and he was offering to just give us his truck and park it somewhere, uh, which is pretty cool. But we're like, oh, I like the idea of like grabbing a beer and a pizza with you and your girlfriend even better. So we did that, which was a smart move because we got to talking and becoming friendly. And then he's after beer and pizza. Um, He's like, yeah, I know this spot just outside of town uh, by a lake or whatever, and we can have a big old bonfire. So we went to the gas station, grabbed a bunch of firewood and some more beer, went on out there, had a big bonfire, and like kicked it until, I don't know, one in the morning or something. Uh, just shooting the shit, telling stories, getting to know each other. And, uh, and then he came and dropped us on off at the barn. And uh, yeah, slept there for the night and then started getting to it. So in Bozeman, we had two breweries to film at. Uh, the first one was Map brewing no no the first one was mountains walking and they make a lot of big old beers tasty beers kind of different beers i mean a pair of steamed rice like they're all over the map um they make solid beers and like experimental kind of kind of beers alike and do a good job at both which makes me want to take another sip of this beer excellent so yeah, um, actually, the before we filmed there, we spent a part of the day with that guy's girlfriend, um, just bike, she had extra bikes, they had extra bikes, so we biked around and hit some breweries and stuff like that with her, and went to that uh, beer run as well at Bozeman Brewing, and, you know, obviously drank some beers, met some cool people, saw these people running like a 5k, basically, and drinking some beer and having some barbecue, so all together a good time in Bozeman. I usually have a good time in Bozeman. And yeah, we filmed at um, Mountains Walking, like I said. And then I think it was the next day we filmed at Map Brewing, which is right above like a little pond where people paddleboard and just a beautiful spot. Good beer as well. Uh, met the owner, met some brewers, all that good stuff. Did our typical spiel, walk and talk and drink and B-roll. And yeah, hung out with my uncle. I ran into my cousin at a coffee shop. She happened to be in town. She lives in Missoula, but she was just in town visiting with uh, a friend of hers. 
So hung out with those guys and then finally got moving. And our next spot was Missoula, but I had a friend who I thought lived in Bozeman, but turned out he lived in Helena. So I'm like, all right, that's halfway. Let's go spend a night at his place. So that's what we did. We hitched some rides, got over there to Helena, spent a night with uh, my buddy Am, Sourdough. Uh, I met him uh, when I, the first year or something I was hitchhiking at a mutual couch surfing host, uh, who's now a good friend, Larry, in Phoenix. So I've seen Am a couple few times, so it was good to catch up with him. He dropped us off at the edge of town in the next morning, and we hitched on over to Missoula, where we were going to film at Kettle House next. And the last ride we got was from this guy in the National Guard, and by the time we got to Missoula, he was offering to let us crash in his backyard, which is cool. So we went directly to his house. Uh, Nick dropped his bag off there, and I kept my bag because there's, you know, a few, uh, you know, you know, just camera stuff and other stuff that I had, and my bag's pretty small, so it's basically like, might as well take everything. So I just kept everything on me. We walked in, uh, hit a few breweries that day. And we were at the third brewery, I believe, Guild, having a beer. And then Nick wanted to go back to the dude's house. And I was wanting to have one more beer. So Nick took off back to the, the guy's house who would picked us up hitchhiking earlier. And I had another beer. And I ended up meeting these two guys. One was a brewer in town and one was a brewer at a big Kansas City brewery. So I chatted with them. They took off. I finished my beer. And on the walk back to the uh, guy's house, there's another kettle house, the brewery we were going to film at the next day. They had another location. So I'm like, oh, I might as well pop in for one beer and maybe get a little footage while I'm in here. And sure enough, those two brewers I just met, they had also made their way there. So shot the shit with them while I'm drinking a beer with them. I got a message from my cousin and she was telling me the one I'd seen in Bozeman who lives in Missoula, where I am now. And she's like, you can uh, crash here tonight if you want to. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Well, Nick's already got, Nick's going to stay with that dude who picked us up hitchhiking. I'll just come on over. So that's what I did. Um, Nick ended up, uh, the guy offered to just let him sleep on the couch because it was just him. So that worked out well for him and worked out good for me. I was able to catch up with my cousin some more and uh, crash on the floor there in her living room. Get a shower in the morning, all that good stuff. And yeah, I uh, spent the day just tooling around Missoula, uh, checking stuff out, hanging by the river. I went to the uh, brewery, uh, Cranky Sam's. I had met the brewer the, the night before. Went there. Uh, Nick, for the first time ever, hitchhiked on his own. He decided to uh, hitchhike. The Kettle House Brewery was just like uh, 10 minutes outside of Missoula, kind of. So he hitchhiked a couple rides there. He was pretty stoked. He got there like five hours early, and uh, all the buses were free <laughs> in Missoula. So I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm here already. I'm like, oh, did you take the free bus? He's like, I hitchhiked. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that works. So I, I just took the free bus. Um, from downtown, got there, and met up in this beautiful spot, um, Kettle House. People say it's actually one of the number one concert venues in Montana, uh, and it is freaking amazing. So, really cool. The river's running right through there. It's kind of in a gorge, I guess you call it, and real nice, and a uh, good beer, too. So, had a bunch of beer with uh, one of the brewers, you know, did the whole tour tasting, B-roll kind of thing, and man, makes me want to take another sip of beer. Thank God. Got some left. How convenient. All right. Yes, yeah, so we did our whole thing. And there's a guy on Trust Roots I had stayed with uh, just south of Missoula the summer previous. So I've been in touch with him. He was down to host both of us. So we 
hitched a ride from Kettle House to and south of Missoula, where um, Ed picked me up, um, Trust Roots host. And yeah, we uh, I think we grabbed a beer and some food and stuff, and then headed back to his place. And Nick passed out, and I, I stayed up with uh, with Ed for a while, just talking, catching up, hearing what he'd been doing, all that sort of thing. He was getting up real early the next day, so passed out and got up fairly early. And he gave us a ride a little bit south uh, towards the uh, job site he was working on. And at this point, we we're making our way to Boise. It was going to be one of the longer uh, hitchhikes of the of the trip. I think it would have been an eight-hour drive or something straight. So I was hoping we could do it in a day. I was pretty confident, and uh, we did. We made it in a day. Uh, got some good rides. Uh, very first ride was this girl going way far south, so that knocked out the first two or three hours right away. And then, yeah, we started inching rides up. Uh, another couple cool girls picked us up going to Stanley and and so forth, and rafting guides, all kinds of people gave us rides that day. And in Boise, uh, there's this girl who picked me up three or four years ago, uh, leaving Boise, and we had stayed in touch, and now I've seen her the last couple times I've been in Boise. So she was down to host both of us, which was awesome. So that's what we did, met up with her, kicked it that night, and I believe the next day, uh, we just had one brewery to film in in Boise, and a really good one called Barbarian Brewing. So that's what we did. Got up, uh, met up at the brewery, regrouped there. Um, met up with Bree, one of the owners, and she did the whole walk-around tasting, etc. with me and filmed some B-roll. And their brewery is under construction. They're actually... Uh, moving locations, but uh, Nick wanted to go film at the brewery that is about to shut down. Um, I didn't really think it mattered too much, but he was, he was down to do it, so I'm like, yeah, whatever, extra footage, go for it. So he got a ride from one of the owners or something over there. Uh, I finished uh, drinking and getting B-roll at the main spot, and then my friend, uh, the girl picked me up hitchhiking his house we were staying at, she came and met up with me and we went down to the river, met up with some other people I'd met the last time, uh, went and had some drinks, and eventually Nick was back in the area, told him where we were at. He linked up with us, and yeah, we just cruised around, playing shuffleboard, drinking some beers, drinking some cocktails even, and wound up back at the house again, chilling, and uh, one of my new friends there offered to give us a ride out to Mill 95, a hot processing plant we'd, uh, agreed to film at on our way to Bend, Oregon, which was great because it was like 45 minutes away and it saved us from having a hitchhike directly out of the city. So that's what happened in the morning. Got our showers in and he came, scooped us up and drove us at 45 minutes out to Mill 95. And I'd never been to a hop processing plant. I've been to well over a thousand breweries before and most of the time I actually get back into the brewery or plenty of times anyway so it was, it was cool to see that whole process and obviously we uh, filmed that we filmed a little tour there's no tasting or anything but we filmed a tour with uh, one of the guys there just seeing how they uh, process and pelletize hops uh, really cool for me I think it'll be cool for a lot of other people to see too so I'm I was stoked that we got to do that and yeah, then the goal was to still try to get to Bend in a single day, the next place that we had to film. There are two breweries there we had lined up. Ended up being just one, which I'll get to. So we started walking. We ended up getting a ride from a hop farmer. That was pretty cool. It wasn't a long ride, but I was just like, oh, that's pretty sweet. He gave me his hat, <laughs> which I've already lost. Shitty with hats. 
Um, and then we got another couple rides, and we got to this one junction, and we were just there forever. We were there for hours, just like, man, it was not going, not going quickly at that point. Another sip of beer, just thinking about that dry waiting. So just before sunset, what do you know? We get the ride. My guy's going all the way to and through Bend. Um, yeah, that was great. Nick was scanning around. Where should we camp? <laughs> Nick was big on that, just always saying, like, if we were waiting for more than an hour, he'd, he'd start looking around, like, where do you think we should camp? I'm like, I don't know. It's 2 p.m.? <laughs> Maybe have a little faith. Have a little faith. We'll get a ride. Don't need to worry about where to camp until we need to. Uh, so we got there to bend, and, uh, man, this all rolls into one little thing. So... I, I know this guy from Salt Lake City who was a brewer, and he ended up moving to Bend and working for Ten Barrel, and I stayed with him one time and actually worked for a few days at the brewery on their bottling line, and yeah, I was like, we should film at Ten Barrel, and I was kind of like thinking, should we? Because Ten Barrel is uh, owned by MBEV. They weren't originally. They weren't when my buddy first started working there, um, but I'm like, man, they still make good beer. And my buddy works there. And when I would worked on the bottling line, I'd met one of the other big brewers there. And he's a super friendly dude. Really cool. I'd been in touch with him, too, um, about filming there. So uh, my friend had said maybe we could uh, stay with him while we were there. But lo and behold, we get there, and he's just not responding to any of my texts. It's not the first time this guy's done this. So it wasn't a big shocker. It's like, all right, well, he's not responding. And the other friend, I hadn't mentioned anything to him about staying with him. I wasn't expecting that, but he never responded the whole time I was in town either. (laughs) Uh, So we're just sitting at this bar, and I'm looking up uh, campsites and stuff. And then Nick uh, wants to veto the campsite thing. He wants to go to a hotel room. So he finds some, I don't know, $60, $70 hotel room uh, less than a mile away or maybe a mile away. Rainbow Hotel or something like that. So we're walking towards it, and I'm just like, you know, I found this place to camp. Like, it's right next to Tenborough, where we're supposed to film the next day. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. There's too many people around. Nick, like a lot of people in this country, are pretty prejudiced against homeless people. And, you know, like, it's, it's a normal thing. I guess, <laughs> and just, I don't know, he thinks everyone wants to rob him, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I, I, I get the prejudice, I guess, but uh, also, like, one of my rules for stealth camping is I, I try to camp in places where if I died in the middle of the night, no one would find my body, which is to say, pretty damn well hidden, and this was one of those spots, I'm like, I don't know why you want to spend money on a hotel, like, we both have camping gear, and I found a spot. But he was real adamant about it, and I was like, all right, whatever. It's your money. <laughs> if you want to do it, do it. And then, then he was saying he wanted to book it for two nights. And again, I was kind of knew better than to argue with him. Because, <laughs> like I said, he can just be stubborn about it and kind of start getting upset if you start giving him advice. Uh, but I'm just like, two nights, dude, like, all sorts of magic can happen. Like we could meet someone at the brewery. He might be able to put up, put us up. My friend might actually get in touch and we could stay with him. Like why commit to two nights, but like, all right, whatever. I'm just trying to let it go. But 
the logic in me is just like really, I don't know, wanting to help save the money and open up our opportunities and whatnot. So we get to this like rainbow hotel, uh, ring the buzzer, this guy comes and says that it's full. And then Nick starts arguing with the guy, <laughs> like looking in the parking lot. He's like, it doesn't look full. And I don't know, he's not shouting at the guy, but like just shy of shouting, just arguing back and forth, just like, yeah, the dude said the place is full. He's not lying. <laughs> he would take our money. So I'm just standing there just like, oh my God, it's a little awkward. Uh, so finally, Nick gives up arguing with the guy and we walk. He's ferocious on his phone. I'm like, we're actually walking towards that campsite and he doesn't want to hear it. So we get to the next hotel, which might be like a budget hotel and same thing. They're full. He doesn't argue this time. That dude's super chill and trying to give us more advice and we walk up and then Nick just plops down and he's on his phone and, you know, I'm like, we're even closer to that campsite and he's just not wanting to hear it. I'm like, all right. So next thing I know, he's on his phone, uh, making a phone call and booking some kind of room and checking. I don't know, sort of arguing with the person on that phone too, but <laughs> eventually he just starts walking. He's like, so are you going to camp or are you going to stay in the hotel? I'm like, well, if you got a hotel room I'm obviously not gonna not stay in it <laughs> so I just follow him and we go to the double tree right downtown I found out that he booked two nights cost him like 500 bucks <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god this dude was so stubborn that he decided to spend 250 bucks a night and book two nights I don't know just to make a point just I don't know I don't know what I was we got to the hotel room he didn't say a word was conked out, so I just plugged in all my stuff, started uploading files, conked out myself. Woke up in the morning um, and found out that Ten Barrel had canceled on us. Um, it was Juneteenth. It was a holiday, except it wasn't the holiday, but I guess it was declared a federal holiday a day before the actual holiday, which I've never really liked. I sort of get the point. It's like, this happened St. Patrick's Day once, where I was in Denver, and it was like March 15th. And they're like, it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, fuck it, cool, bonus St. Patrick's Day. So there's parades and all that, and I celebrated. And then actual St. Patrick's Day came around, and no one was doing anything. I'm like, today's actually St. Patrick's Day. I know we all celebrated on a Saturday to be cool, and I know it's Monday, but I don't know. So same thing. And I don't know why they didn't figure that out earlier until the day of to let us know that um, we're going to be able to film. But I was like, oh. So... Nick started getting up, and I'm like, uh, 10 barrel canceled on us. Uh, he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, got a free day in Bend. So I decided I was going to walk around, see how many breweries I could go to in a day, just on my own, popping around, because Nick was in his mood from the last night, and I think he sort of wanted to embrace the hotel room that he paid so much for. So I don't think he really left the room, probably. Uh, so he stayed there all day. I spent the day going to... I think I hit up like eight different breweries just around town. Just popped in for a beer or two at each, depending on how much my attention I got. Speaking of beer, still got some. Taking a sip. Yeah, so I spent the day in Bend going to those eight breweries. I believe it was eight on the dot. Um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, the universe had told me that Ten Barrel was not a place that I should have gone to. So the whole struggle I had in my head, like, should I go to an Ambev Road brewery? Clearly the universe was just like, nope, <laughs> your two buddies aren't going to message you. Uh, the one girl 
that I had heard on a podcast. I was stoked to meet. She had passed me over to someone else, and then that person had canceled on me, ultimately. So it's like, all right, that's the universe saying, screw off Ten Barrel. <laughs> Apologies to the good people at Ten Barrel, but the universe has spoken. So I enjoyed going to all those breweries anyways. Um, passed out another night in the plush old double tree <laughs> right there downtown. And I uh, woke up and Nick got going first and we ended up uh, regrouping at uh, Bevel Brewery, which was awesome. So the one brewery we did film at in Bend, which I had not been to before, owned by two disc golf champions. An amazing place, super friendly, uh, really good beers. And yeah, did our whole thing, you know, walk around tour, tasting, B-roll. And one of our lavalier microphones had uh, broken, or at least the transmitter was broken so there's some sort of warranty situation going on but i had suggested uh just getting one from best buy and then maybe returning it after using it for a while and uh nick thought that was a good idea too so we finished uh filming and to and we had to leave to uh washington we were filming at a place up in yakima more or less the next day and the best buy was at the north side of town and it was like an hour and a half walk, but uh, the highway was right next to us. So I had suggested, I didn't realize that Nick wasn't really listening to me, <laughs> that uh, we could uh, we could walk it or we could just go to the highway and maybe even stop at this other brewery called Crux, which we had almost filmed at as well, and probably get there just as fast, uh, if not faster, just by hitchhiking. Uh, so we're out in the parking lot, and I think I was taking another video walking away or something, and next thing I know, Nick is, like, across the parking lot and walking north as if he's going to walk the hour and a half. And I'm like, yo, yo, Nick. And uh, he could hear me, but he just decided to ignore me. <laughs> Kept walking. And uh, I'm like, okay. So I texted him, like, yo, uh, where are you going? <laughs> and he said he was going to Best Buy and seemed kind of like, angry so i told him there's a faster way and he just sort of ignored that so i'm like all right well in case we get separated you know where the the next brewery is like three hours north but uh also probably just meet you at best buy and so i went down to the highway right next to it is this crux brewing bunch of live music i wish we had gotten to film there we were in touch with them we were supposed to just uh the timing didn't work out with the day so i popped in Grabbed a good beer, listened to the music real quick, kind of sloshed the beer down, and uh, hit the highway. Uh, hitched a ride from someone who was going north of town, uh, pretty close to the Best Buy. Best Buy was maybe a mile off the highway. That dropped me off right there. And I think in the ride, I asked Nick where he was, and he asked me if I had hitched a ride. And I said, yeah. And then he texted me back, like, I fucking bet you did. And then he sent me, like, a middle finger emoji. And some shit, it just got, like, really weird really quickly. And I was like, all right, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm up here by the Best Buy now. Like, are you there, or have you gotten on the road, or what's your deal? And he just stopped responding altogether. So at that point, I wasn't sure if he was just, like, doing the 16-year-old girlfriend ghosting thing, or if he'd gotten a ride and gotten out of service, because north of Bend, there's not a whole lot, I guess. So I'm like, all right, maybe he's... Wouldn't expect him to just ignore me at this point. Uh, so I waited around for like an hour or something and just didn't hear from him. Wasn't responding. 
So I'm like, fuck it. I guess he's started hitching north, so I'm like, not a lot of daylight. So I managed to hitch one ride before it got dark. I got a little bit up the road, found a place to camp, and woke up in the morning, still no word from Nick. So got up early because we had to be at this brewery like relatively early. It was Father's Day, and I knew that this uh, the brewer up there was down to film, but I knew he wanted to spend the day with his you know, family. Take a sip of beer. So I got up real early, started hitching. Finally, I got to a Biggs Junction, like an hour south or so of uh, Yakima. Finally heard from Nick. Um, he had thought that when I had hitched a ride, I just left town and ditched him. Um, why he didn't respond when I told him I was right by the Best Buy and all that, I'll never know. <laughs> he was, I don't know, angry, not thinking, whatever, but uh, cleared it up. And even dumber than that, like it took like... I don't know, eight or nine back and forth text messages at least to sort of clear up what had happened. And this, at this point, I'm in Biggs Junction and I'm walking and still figuring I got a hitch. And after every message I sent to him, it's like, blah, 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 blah. Where are you at? And he'd say, blah, blah, blah. And I go, blah, 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 blah. Are you still in Bend? Da, da, da. And I go, blah, 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 blah. Are you up in uh, Washington? So he refrained from telling me where he was, which was silly, because I found out later that he was exactly where I was. He was just inside of the fucking McDonald's or something. So had he just told me where he was, we were in the same exact spot, like precisely, <laughs> like 100 feet away from each other. So whatever, I, I, I hitched a couple few rides on my own, got up to Yakima. He did the same. He got a ride from a preacher or something. So he was maybe an hour or so behind me. He managed to get to the brewery um, just a, a little bit late, but more or less on time. Like I was about, I was with the brewer, and I was about to just film the whole thing on my own with the equipment that I have, because um, I wasn't hearing from him. And then, boom, he walked in. So I'm like, all right, perfect. So we were able to set up and do a proper uh, film. And after we were done filming, we were able to actually talk. And uh, he was in a good mood because uh, we, you know, kind of cleared up the miscommunication and told me what he. What he had done, so he had, um, you know, gotten pissed off, thought that I left town, started hitching himself, and he'd gotten all the way to that junction that night, camped somewhere around there, and I was just hanging out, and <laughs> at least we had linked back up, and uh, spirits were good. So we hitched from that brewer's wandering hop, super cool, um, really cool brewer. Uh, they had a couple locations, actually, we were in their Zilla location, right outside of Yakima. So we had to hitch from there. We were next heading to Leavenworth, Washington. So we had to get through Yakima. We got a ride to Yakima. It kind of sucked. It was super hot. Um, you know, both of us are fairly fair-skinned. I mean, Nick's a damn ginger. And, uh, you know, we got that Irish skin, too. We burn easy. So not feeling the sun. He's like, let's just, you know, tuck in somewhere in the sh shade or something. So I'm like, all right, as long as we're moving, let's just walk across town, too, because we were in a bad spot for hitchhiking anyway so we walked a good hour or more after taking a break in the shade getting some water getting to the north end of town next curse in yakima i didn't have much great to say about it either to be honest and i uh, managed to hitch a ride sort of out of there then uh getting kind of on sunset next like i said looking around like where are we gonna camp I'm like have faith and sure enough uh, this dude picked us up and he was going not all the way to leavenworth but about an hour south to the next uh, good junction but by the time we got there, it was sunset, and uh, it stays light until, like, about 10. So Nick was like, if we don't get a ride by 10, I'm 
getting us a hotel room at the Econo Lodge. I'm like, all right. Because, <laughs> again, I didn't want to argue with him about this kind of stuff. And after he just dropped $500 in Bend, um, the 60 or $70 Econo Lodge, he was fucking giddy about how cheap uh, it was relatively. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take this joy from him. <laughs> like, even though there's a place to camp here, there, and the other spot, whatever. Let's do it. So... Sure enough, 10 o'clock rolled around, no rides, so we uh, popped into the Econo Lodge. Like I said, he was super excited. Um, I think that's the happiest I saw him the whole trip, the Econo Lodge. <laughs> so we popped in there, uh, spent the night, uh, a little free continental kind of breakfast in the morning. Uh, walked out of the kind of town there, uh, managed to hitch a few rides get on up, got a ride from some chick who used to sell dildos, and I'm pretty sure she's killed killed some folks. Um, yeah, just a little serial killer kind of woman. Couldn't prove it, but uh, <laughs> it just seemed, she just seemed like the type to kill some people. Um, and she had some stories to kind of go with it. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to curse her name. Start cross-referencing dildo salesmen in Washington. Don't want anyone to find out who she is. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> Beyond that, we got to Leavenworth and Unkilled, and we were filming at a doghouse there. So uh, Nick went and grabbed a coffee. I went and grabbed a brewery, a beer at a different brewery there. Ran into uh, the guy from Wandering Hop, Nate. He was at a Blewett brewery there. I think doing a collab or something. Taking a sip of beer. Running out of beer here. Then I met up with Nick at the doghouse. Did the whole thing there too. It's uh, they claim to be the smallest bar in Washington, so definitely. One of the smaller breweries. So we filmed there, drank up their beer, filmed everything, and then uh, went and met up with a friend of mine who I'd met there years ago. And she went and grabbed a couple beers with us, ended up offering uh, to let us stay with her in a house she was house-sitting at. We went to another cool bar. I think it was called the Bee and Bushel. And again, we saw Nate, <laughs> the brewer from Wandering Hop. And yeah, had a good night. Just drinking some beers, catching up with friends, you know, that kind of thing. And in the morning, kind of wandered around town with my friend a little bit, getting a little breakfast burrito, coffee, all that stuff. Got back, and Nick was ready to go, so we hit the road. Uh, hitched a ride from this cool couple out of Leavenworth, um, out north of Seattle and Everett, and managed to get a... Uh, ride from this real estate guy who's super cool he knew a lot of the breweries in bellingham in the area we were on our way just north of bellingham to ferndale a friend of mine scott owns a brewery called fringe i'd met him at beer camp back when he was uh, homebrewing and now he owns a brewery so i'm like we're definitely putting you in the show um i'm gonna hang out and couch surf with him as well so this real estate agent was heading to Bellingham, and he's like, if you want, you can uh, come and hang out at my office for like an hour, and like, actually, there's a couple breweries nearby, and once I'm done with work, I'll run you on up to uh, your buddy's place. I'm like, hell yeah, so that's what we did. We went to his real estate spot, um, had a couple beers with him there that he just had in the fridge. Uh, he had to go work. He pointed us to a brewery around the corner, grabbed a beer there. By the time we were done, he was done, ready to go, and uh, indeed drove us up to Scott's uh brewery up there uh fringe and met up with him had some beers waited for him to get off work went back to his place kicked it had a good time and then 
I think it was the next day. It's either the next day or the day after we were ready to film with him, but he had a buddy who also owned a brewery who was using his uh, keg cleaner. He's like, you can go film an episode with him if you want. So we did. Uh, that's Atwood Brewing. So we went up. It's just a mile and a half south of the Canadian border in a little farmhouse. There's no tap room, but we went and saw his little farmhouse. Beautiful. That's going to be some badass footage when it comes out. And uh, the beers are spectacular, real unique beers. So that was a bonus. Uh, filmed with him. And then we went down to Scott's and did the proper episode with Scott. And, you know, the walking, talking, tasting, B-roll. All that good stuff. And then headed back to his place and... Um, at that point, people had pointed us to a brewery in Bellingham, so the next day, I believe we filmed at Stemma Brewing, did an episode with them, stayed another night at Scott's, and then finally got on the road. Uh, we had thought about filming in Seattle proper, but we decided to film at this uh, one brewery with the advice of some friends in Marysville, uh, just north of Seattle, called Five Rights. And while we had been at that farmhouse, we met these uh, beer bloggers just in passing, who were doing a story on uh, Atwood as well. And just randomly, they picked us up hitch- hitchhiking <laughs> that day. They just saw us on the road and stopped and recognized us and gave us a ride. And of course, being Washington beer bloggers, they knew exactly where Five Rights was, so they dropped us off in the area. We waited around until it was time to film. Had an awesome time. Uh, my buddy indeed came over, Brandon. Uh, which I wasn't totally expecting. I thought maybe you'd drop in, so it was really cool to see that he did. Um, and ended up spending the night at his place, just having a, a good night, drinking some beers. Um, yeah, good times all around. Catching up. And in the morning, it was time to head on south. We were going to probably pause in Seattle, see a friend of Nick's, but we had nowhere to film there. Uh, Portland was the finish line, really. So we... Got, I think just, yeah, one one solid ride straight to Seattle. Uh, went to a brewery where Nick's friend met us. Went to another brewery. By that point, his friend offered to let us uh, crash for the night. Take one of my last sips of beer here. So we stayed with his friend for the night after hitting a few breweries, just casually. Um, got a big old sushi dinner, I believe. Good times all around. And... Yeah, in the morning, he dropped us off at an on-ramp, and we were doing really good on time. We had plenty of time. Uh, we had, like, you know, a few extra days, more than we kind of had planned on, and there was a big heat wave coming through. It was supposed to be 115 degrees in Portland, so we weren't in a hurry to get there. I was like, let's just go to the coast and hang out there and, yeah, just be a little bit cooler and no need to get to Portland right away, necessarily. So I started angling towards the coast, and uh, it was pretty hot where we were, too. So we were just cooking all day. Uh, good ride, though. And finally, we got pretty much to the coast, and then this guy... Oh, we hit up a brewery called Wild Man Brewing, uh, just to pop in, right as they were closing. But the girl's like, you can have a few beers while I clean up and stuff. So that was really nice of her. So I was drinking some beers. Nick was on water at that point. Uh, we'd gotten a really cool ride just before that because it was hot as balls. And uh, I'm like, dude, let's walk a mile up here. And there's a river. And I think we can just like kind of get in for a second. So Nick was on board with that idea. So we got in and then we we're kind of out of the water, just sitting in the shade. And this guy and his girlfriend or something, they'd gotten in the water. I'd heard him crack a beer. And then he was driving away and stopped. And he's like, 
hey, I figured I'd share a beer with you. <laughs> so he's like, you can grab one from the back there. So I went and grabbed a beer from the back, and I was like, hey, you don't happen to be going to such and such town. And he, and he was, so he gave us a ride. So that's how we got to that town where a wild man, I think it was called Raymond, uh, was the town. So had some beers at that spot, and then started walking to the road. No plan, really, just see where we, we would wind up, and uh, probably camp was sort of what was in my head, and this really cool dude picked us up. Um, he used to do a bunch of train hopping and traveling himself, uh, sort of shooting the shit, and asked where he was going. He's like, I'm just out cruising. He's like, I work in Washington, and just felt like taking a drive for the weekend. We got the days off because of the big heat wave. I'm like, oh, cool. And then he's like, I was actually thinking of maybe going all the way to Portland, and I'm like... Fuck it. <laughs> Let's go. So we, you know, we took the whole scenic way and eventually got to Portland that night. Might as well. Stayed with my friend Stephanie. She was down to put us up for the, the whole time we were there. Um Yeah, and then there we were in Portland, finish line. Hitchhiking was basically over. Um and in Portland we had two breweries to film at, plus a third brewery that was doing a special release party with us. They did sort of a collab beer in our honor. Got a graphic designer to make a can with a whole spiel about the hopping show on it and stuff. And he had talked to me about like what he wanted the artwork to look like. And and then so the two breweries, that special brewery with the release party at the end. And before that, the plan was to go to uh, as many breweries on foot as we could. Thanks to uh, John Lovegrove, who was planning that out. I once went to 61 breweries in a day with him, but we had cars and stuff, drivers. So he wanted to see how many we could go to uh, in a day just walking. So... That's what we kind of had left to film, um, so got to it. Um, a friend of mine flew into town. She was just trying to get out of Kansas City for a minute. Liz Stewart, some of y'all might know her. She just wanted to get out of town, and she'd never been to Portland. So she came the day that we filmed at uh, Breakside, which is one of my favorite breweries of the trip. So we went to Breakside, filmed there, did the whole spiel, drank fucking amazing beers, <laughs> so good and uh just catching up with everybody and uh john had come out for that john lovegrove and um stephanie showed up and it was just a big old blast blast of fun <laughs> so we head back to the house and this is where things start getting weird <laughs> the drama of the trip so I'm at the house and we're all chatting it's me and john and nick and stephanie and uh liz is passing out on the couch she'd been Line or whatever so she was getting tired uh stephanie passed out eventually and then john was asking about the show and i was telling him how it was going all the breweries have been through take another sip of beer and he was asking about um the filming and all that and i was like oh yeah we gotta we gotta film a wrap-up thing um and just kind of talk about the whole trip kind of like what i'm doing right now but Nick and I were going to film it, just the two of us talking about it. If you watch season one, the finale, you kind of see us sitting in my friend's garage and we talk about the whole trip and Gary pasting in all these uh, clips and stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think we got to do that and have it that go out through the whole season because Nick hasn't filmed a lot of the uh, the hitchhiking and uh, he hasn't really filmed enough of the, the travel part. And then Nick got upset because I've, been criticizing him about that throughout the trip just like dude you got to film more of the i mean you're doing a good job at the breweries but you're not filming a lot of the in-between stuff like the hitchhiking and the travel and narrative stuff about what's going on i'd been telling him that and you know 
he would get upset most of the time. But I'm like, this is what you're here for, <laughs> is to film the trip. Um, so then I was telling Nick that, uh, John that, and then Nick got upset in that moment. He's just like, and he was saying something like, it's hard to you know, grab the camera on the go and charge. And then sort of John ribbed him a little bit. He's like, what about that plug right there? <laughs> like, plug in there. And I don't know. And then Nick got really upset and just like went out into the backyard. Uh, and Nick and I, uh, John and I just kept talking. Uh, Nick came in for a minute, just grabbed his sleeping bag and went back outside. So I assume he was just going to sleep in the backyard. Uh, Liz had kind of taken his spot on the couch anyway. So I'm like, all right, well, he's pissed. And oh, well, I don't know what to do about that. So kept talking with John, had another beer or something. And he took off. And then I wound down. I think I got some uploads going or something. And, yeah, passed out in the office room where I was staying. And I woke up in the morning, and I noticed that Nick's bag was gone, and the equipment bag was gone. And I look over at Liz, and I'm like, did Nick take off? And she's like, yeah, I don't know where he went. Get coffee or something? And like, but his fucking bag's gone. So I look in the backyard. I don't see him there. So I start texting him. I'm like, where are you at? Uh, whatever. Not hearing from him. Um... And I had a suspicion that the dude might have just bailed. So I messaged a mutual friend of ours and found out that he was flying to Chicago. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we still had, had you know, the release party, another brewery besides that, the walking tour, all the stuff to film at. So finally, he starts responding to my texts. He didn't pick up any of my calls. And I'm just like, where are you, where are you going? Like, what's happening? And he's just like, you shouldn't, uh, you got to choose your words wisely. And should have respected my feelings and this and that, you know, because to be fair, we were laughing at him a little bit. Like it kind of, kind of became a joke that night before when, you know, like I said, I criticized him several times about like just learning how to use the equipment better and just mainly just filming more um, of the journey. And, you know, it didn't help that we were just kind of laughing in his face a little bit that night, but it was just like kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like his arguments were kind of silly and it was just funny. Uh, in that moment, even though it's like, oh, you know, really do need to film here. Like, that's kind of a big deal, actually. Um, so, yeah, texting with him, and he's like, yeah, that's why I left. And I'm like, oh, all right, dude, I understand that your feelings are hurt. Um, but there's like 30-odd people who supported us on the Kickstarter and all these breweries that counted on us to put on a good show and the three things we still have left to film in this, you know, they paid a graphic designer and they're having a release party for us it's like this is a lot more to do than just me your feelings you know just like some professional shit just like wrap it up so i'm like all right well if you're gonna leave just like let me meet up with you and get my gear so i can finish filming the show with like this equipment you're basically just stealing like six thousand dollars worth of equipment from me right now and sabotaging the show like just all right i understand you're fucking hurt like go but leave me the gear and he's like no i'm gonna send it to uh send it to someone else um so i'm like okay like basically our, our producer a friend of mine who'd uh invested in all the gear he's gonna send it to him so I'm like this is ridiculous man um so i'm a little like what the hell's going on like i'm losing a friend here the, the show is like what am i gonna do to salvage this show because like i gotta make this happen when i got people counting on me i, I gotta make it work um 
So I'm just like going through my head, like, what gear do I have left? How can I film this? How's this going to work? How am I going to get this gear back from him eventually? Nick, like, um, is this going to become like a whole issue? So I'm just like, all right, all right. First things first, how am I going to film this? So I go through like what the gear I have left. I got some microphones. I got some other stuff. I'm wondering what I can borrow from anybody. I'm like, all right, I, think I can make this work. Nick's clearly not picking up his phone even. So like, I'm not going to be able to salvage this friendship in this moment. Um, what do I do here? Um, and luckily was not filming that day. That day had off and didn't have to film at a gigantic until the day after. So I'm like, all right, I got the day to figure out what I'm going to do here. Um, maybe Nick will cool down in the meantime. We can at least find out what the hell's going on with him. And, uh, eventually I hit up our mutual friend and I'm just like, or my friend actually, Nick's never met him. The guy he's going to send the gear to. And he's just like, ah, he says, he, Nick says he wants to send the gear to me, but I don't need it. <laughs> Want it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know why Nick's doing this. And he felt awkward about it. And as he should, he's like, he didn't want to get in the middle of this little ordeal. And like, you could please just tell him to, uh, send it to my brother or something. Like, He's not going to listen to me. He's just stubborn. So luckily he did that. And Nick uh, texted me and gave me a tracking number and actually was going to ship it to my brother, whose place I needed to be to for uh, my brother is retiring from the Marine Corps, which I'll get into later. Because uh, that's what I just went through. Um, so my guy, right, he's shipping there at least, but I still got to figure all this, what I'm going to do for the rest of the this season. So... The next day, luckily, my friend, she came, and I managed to film the whole talk and walk and taste and B-roll without skipping a beat, really. I uh, didn't have this the, the nice camera, uh, but I managed to... I did have enough microphones, so the sound quality was just as good. Uh, identical, basically. And, yeah, basically make it so the whole flow of the episode was the same. The video quality is obviously going to be a step down, but... I don't think everyone's going to notice. I think it should be fine because um, the tasting still at two out of three cameras that are used for every episode. It's basically just a main camera used for the tour and the primary angle for the tastings. So, but luckily I had that friend to do the, the walk around thing with me. So it all turned out great. And I was, I, was, I was happy with how that turned out. And then the next day was the big... Uh, what ended up being 28 breweries in a day walking. And that was such a chaotic day that I think Nick probably would have bowed out at some point during that day anyways. And it was such a hectic kind of day of just like walking all these different breweries that it wasn't going to be the normal kind of episode anyways. So with the the GoPro and the other cameras that I had, I, I filmed that pretty good. So I think that's going to turn out uh, really well anyways. And no one's going to notice that the nice camera was missing on that. I think just actually having the GoPro and all this stuff to sort of lent itself to the style of what it was, which was just walking around. It's like crazy <laughs> just going into 28 breweries and having a drink of beer at each one. So that actually probably worked out for the best. Um, managed to get some drone footage walking over the bridges in Portland. Super fun day. Really cool. I think we started at like 11 in the morning or something and just, yeah, just tore through town hitting all these spots, uh, really cool. And then the next day, um, without taking a break was the final day. And that was Pono brewing. 
and that's the brewery that uh, had already canned a beer for us. So I went in there with John and we labeled the beer, which was just so cool. Like to have a beer labeled for the show, all the hopping stuff on it. And uh, yeah, so that was cool. Just drinking beer, throwing beers on the, the labeler machine and building up the pallets and doing all that. And then uh, John helped me film like the traditional walk and talk and taste and b-roll <laughs> oh, except for the b-roll we got to get that later uh so did that whole thing uh managed to get an episode out of that which was cool the owner there uh larry was super cool great beers good attitude and had to go directly from there to this venue where the release party was and like the big oregon beer blogs had written about it so a bunch of beer nerds and podcasters and bloggers and all this stuff, all these people showed up, which was cool just to chat with them and have our beer on tap and just drink on it. And I was able to film some of that. And that was kind of the finale as far as the show is concerned. So, yeah, it was just nonstop, just go, go, go film. And uh, I met a cool guy with a beer podcast over there, and he gave me a ride back to uh, Stephanie's and Hung out there, drinking beers for the rest of the night, and then without even any kind of break whatsoever. Uh, so my brother, this was July 3rd, that all that, I just, that day was July 3rd. My brother's retirement was July 9th on the North Carolina coast, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to uh, hitchhike or anything uh, that quickly. Uh, so I managed to, the cheapest flight I could find was on July 4th. It was like 80 bucks or something like that. Um, so I would have liked to stay in Portland for the 4th of July and have been able to like sleep in and chill that night after all that drinking and everything. And just a celebration of the whole season being done and the stress and drama of Nick just bailing on me. I still haven't gotten a text back from this guy ever since he sent me the tracking number for the gear. It's just haven't heard back from him. just trying to make amends or see what's up or see if I could send him some beer or anything to see what the deal is like uh i don't know so i don't know how that's all gonna turn out um but luckily when i did get to my brother's so i'll get into all that after this but uh yeah he did send the gear back um and he did send the hard drive with all the stuff that was recorded to our editor so as far as the show is concerned the footage is safe managed to salvage um despite the sabotage uh the last few episodes and he sent most of the gear back not there's a couple little things that he hasn't sent back but like i said he's not not replying to my messages at the moment so we'll see but uh that is the hopping show so kind of like a weird ending but an amazing trip all together fantastic beer and i think it's gonna work out with all the footage that we got and uh might do a little narration, might actually use this podcast as part of the narration. as uh, one thing we discussed, me and uh, Gary. Uh, we're going to make it work. And it's going to turn out fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So I'm really excited. Like I said, weird ending. Um, on a personal level, I hope uh, stuff with Nick and I gets uh, cleared up. Hopefully we'll be able to talk things through and have a beer once again. But uh yeah, we'll see how that goes. So that is the hopping adventure. I'll go into the outro here and I'll tell you what's happened in the week since then and what might be next. But uh, good times. All right.
Alrighty, so yeah, that was the hopping adventure, backpacking beer adventure. So as I said, I caught that uh, flight to uh, Raleigh. That was the cheapest way to get across the country. Still a few hours, two, three hours from where my brother was actually at, but that was like kind of the closest, cheapest airport I could get to. And I got there on the 4th, and his retirement wasn't until the 9th, and I knew there was going to be a lot of people staying there, so I wasn't rushing to get there just because I didn't want to be in the way. So I spent a few nights in Raleigh, just uh, camping, hanging out, uh, spending a lot of time at Panera Bread, uploading footage from the show. From my end, I had a, you know, a couple phones using for BNC cameras, drone footage, GoPro footage. All the stuff just had to upload to the editor, so I was basically just doing that at Panera Bread in Raleigh, uh, drinking a beer here and there. And finally, on the 7th or something, I was like, all right, there's a big uh, tropical storm coming in. Let me hitchhike before that storm comes and just be at my brother's and be chill. Uh, so did that. I hitched one ride. This really awesome guy telling me these stories about uh, fishing around the world in remote spots and all this cool stuff, this dude, and he was going to Wilmington to pick up one of his daughter's friends, then he was going to be going right through Sneeds Ferry, where my brother lives, it was a perfect ride, and then he actually even bought one of my bivy packs, sitting in the car, he passed me an iPad and a credit card, and said, uh, order me one of those bivy packs you were telling me about, so I'm like, hell yeah, so, sold a bivy pack and got a ride, <laughs> that's pretty good, and yeah, caught up uh, with my brother, and it was actually the first time in almost a decade that me and all my siblings are in the same room. And I think it's the first time in my life that me and all my siblings are in the same room. I had divorced parents. I was two. So I've got uh, uh, siblings on both sides. So that just had never been a thing. It was cool um, to have everyone in one spot. Brother did 20 years in the Marine Corps. He was literally in boot camp on 9-11 when those towers got knocked down. And now he's done. Uh, on to the next chapter of his life. His wife included. They met... Uh, boot camp ended up rekindling that relationship and uh getting married and kind of cool they got to retire together so i got to see some of his friends meet some of his friends and uh yeah all the family and just had a good time and at that point my buddy christian some of you may know from uh mississippi buddy in biloxi um he's been traveling out of his rv lately and he said uh, he could come scoop me up over there. And uh, initially I thought, like, oh, okay, he's going to scoop me up and we're going to go blast off. Uh, I guess him and his girlfriend and maybe his kids will blast off into the country and do some cool stuff. But uh, he's actually staying with his girlfriend in that spot in Virginia that I had mentioned that I had stopped on the way up to New York with him at. So he was just going to pick me up and come right back here, which is where what happened and where I am. So I... I tried, it was a five-hour one-way trip for him to come pick me up, so I hitchhiked two hours, basically saving him four hours of driving. Um, oh, crazy ride. <laughs> the last ride I got, that got me to I-95, where Christian eventually picked me up. So I'm standing where the on-ramp meets the highway, and this guy goes to pull over to give me a ride, but he doesn't see someone getting on the on-ramp and totally bashes him, and they go into a ditch, and it was some EMS woman in an SUV. Both of them were totally fine. Her car needed to get towed. So I ended up standing there on the side of the road with this guy and her over there for like an hour as like more EMS people came in, just her buddies checking stuff out, tow truck, the state trooper. <laughs> I was like, man, this is nuts. Uh, and this dude did not seem to care 
I mean, he cared a little bit. Mostly, he was just like, within a, a seconds, he's just like, oh, so where have you been traveling to? And like, tell me your story. And he's just, you know, just as if we were already in the car rolling, like nothing happened. I was like, oh, man. Well, this, that, and the other. I've been on the road for 14 years, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the whole spiel. Yeah, crazy. So, anyways, yeah, he gave me a ride, met up with Christian. Um, his girlfriend there met her daughter, and Christian's kids are with him. We drove on up to uh, her parents' spot in Virginia. That's where we are now. It's just a couple nights ago I got here, spent the the day today, and uh, yeah, just hanging out, trying trying to see what's next. Um, I got word from a friend in California about uh, maybe coming out there, so I'm pretty sure that's what I'm gonna do. Pretty sure. So, but uh, just figuring out how I'm gonna get there, how quickly. And yeah, once that's actually happening, I'll let you know. But uh, could be a good way to catch up with a friend, cash up a little bit, do an old marijuana thing, I think. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, as that starts progressing, I'll let you know. But uh, that was the hopping adventure, the drama, the beer, all the good stuff. Where I'm at now, life is good. Oh, one more thing, uh, HoboLifestyle.com. I'm getting back into uh, the writing and whatnot. So I did one gigantic post to totally catch myself up to present, more or less. It covers everything that I've done from the start of 2017 to just before this whole hopping trip. So I'm going to write a post just on the whole hopping trip, which you don't really need to read. You just heard the whole story here. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get back into... Uh, blogging and writing more frequently like I used to so I can write about stuff while it's fresh in my head uh, which I also get to do on the podcast so you don't necessarily need to read it you can just listen to it here as you always do freestyle travel show all right you guys much love and I will see you down the road All my shit straight, I'll get my big breath.